Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. This week, we're talking about an adult animated comedy series that's just got a new season, Futurama. Yes, it just got revived after a decade. There's lots to say about Futurama, but we're not going to preview too much because we'll talk about it later. We're going to jump right into our actors feature because this episode, we wanted to give you a little bit more information about two of the actors features on Futurama. Yes, Billy West and John DiMaggio. Whoa, a real live robot. Or is that some kind of cheesy New Year's costume? Bite my shiny metal ass. Which one do you want to start with, Ezra? Uh, John DiMaggio. He voices Bender, the robot. That's right. And Bender is an interesting character. I read one description of him that I thought was really funny. It was, Bender is a foul-mouthed, heavy-drinking, cigar-smoking, kleptomaniacal, misanthropic, egocentric, ill-tempered robot. Yeah. <laughs> Voiced by recurring voice actor John DiMaggio, who's known for being in a lot of things. He is indeed a very well-known voice actor. Yeah, he is. With origins in stand-up comedy. He was actually part of a duo called Red Johnny and Round Guy. I see. What else has he voice acted in, Ezra? In a lot of other films and shows. Like, I know he voiced Dr. Drackett in Kim Possible. And I know he's been in a lot of other films and shows too. Like in animated Disney movies Tangled and Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, and he even had a few live-action movie credits including Steve Ballmer, who was the CEO of Microsoft in the early 2000s. He played that man in Pirates of Silicon Valley, which was like a documentary about Bill Gates and Microsoft. I see. Interesting. Yeah. He was Jake the dog in Adventure Time. He's been in a lot more kid-friendly stuff besides Futurama. Definitely. With this newest Futurama revival, I read that he actually kind of spearheaded a campaign to increase wages for voice actors. He called it Bendergate when he was threatening not to come back and reprise his role. But ultimately he came back. He did, much to everyone's relief, though he did say that he was proud to have raised that awareness for the importance of fair contracts in voice acting. Now let's talk about the other guy, Billy West. Billy West, arguably one of the most famous voice actors out there. Yes, I know. He's the voice of the main character, Philip J. Fry, as well as Dr. Zoidberg and Professor Farnsworth. Yes, very different characters. Really quickly, Fry is the main character. He's kind of a more normal guy. Professor Farnsworth is Fry's descendant slash relative. And he's 160 years old and is kind of an angry, mad scientist. And then Dr. Zoidberg is a lobster-ish alien and he's a doctor but not really a doctor right yeah so a variety of characters billy west plays in this one show but he also played a ton of other characters like he was in the red and stimpy show doug bugs bunny in the, in the original space jam he's been in a lot of some adult stuff and even some kid-friendly stuff yeah, and he actually got a start in music. He went to Berkeley College of Music for a year before dropping out and participating in a bunch of bands and selling guitars before becoming a radio personality in Boston. Yeah, I know. Which makes a lot of sense, you know, radio comedy translates well to comedic voice acting, I think. He's also a toy collector, which I've read, as well as people with attention hyperactive disorder. 
ADHD, that's right. I also read that he's on the autism spectrum. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. So he worked on radio in Boston and then he moved to New York and he actually did work on the famous show, The Howard Stern Show, for a while. Oh, that's right. I know. Now I think I'm ready to go into our feature presentation and talk about Futurama. Sounds good. Futurama is a show created by Matt Groening, the same creator as The Simpsons. Can you believe that he made two such hit shows? Yes, and he has since then done a third show called Disenchantment for Netflix. Is that show as popular? I haven't heard as much about it. But it's heard it's getting a final season soon. Gotcha, so it's winding down. Yes, a fifth and final season, though. But this show, Futurama, first premiered just a decade after The Simpsons did. Yeah, it sounds like Matt was already kind of brainstorming for this show while he was developing The Simpsons. So yes, after The Simpsons' success, he started developing the idea for another show. Makes sense. This one has slightly different themes than The Simpsons, though. It's kind of a parody science fiction workplace comedy style show rather than your more typical family life show like The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. I know the synopsis is is that there's pizza delivery boy Philip J. Fry who accidentally gets frozen on New Year's Eve and ends up 1,000 years into the future. Yeah, so he wakes up on New Year's Eve, the year 2999, and he is very confused, obviously, but he winds up getting a job as part of an interplanetary delivery service called Planet Express. Yes. And then there's Leela, who's a cyclopean character who's the captain. And Leela has an interesting kind of a tragic backstory who thought she was an alien, but but after all these years, she's actually a mutant. And her parents abandoned her a long time ago, but eventually finds them after all these years. Yeah, it is an interesting backstory. And I feel like a lot of the characters in Futurama have pretty complex lore and backstories to them. Yes, I know. And then don't forget about Bender, the robot. Bender Bending Rodriguez, better known as Bender. Right. Voiced by John DiMaggio, like we said earlier. Yes, I know. And he's a robot who's kind of an anti-hero. And he smokes and he drinks alcohol. And he... His chest has a door. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a, a raunchier character on the show. And he has a catchphrase, which is kind of crude and says, bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> That's right. He is a very funny character with all of his quips and crude humor. Yes, which is this show is obviously a mature oriented show because of the jokes and language and humor. Definitely. Yeah, and the show goes beyond kind of just adult, raunchier jokes. It actually sometimes comments on real-world issues in a kind of backhanded way and comes up with really creative gags and bits that you can tell the writers brainstormed in a room together. Yes, I know there's Professor Hubert Farnsworth, who's the descendant of Philip Fry, who's the head of the the Planet Express, and Dr. Zoidberg, who's who's the lobster-like alien who goes... and he speaks in in a kind of a weird funny voice he does i know also there's amy wong who's an asian american who's also a part of the planet express yeah and it's worth mentioning here that you know there are normal humans like fry and amy but 
in this futuristic world or version of our world, there are mutants, like we mentioned. There are also full aliens. There are also combo human animal people. It's kind of, you know, a free for all in terms of genetic composition of the different creatures, but they're all humanoid, right? And let's not forget Jamaica, the Jamaican guy, Hermes Conrad. He's one of the main characters. He's a member of the Planet Express. Right. So he's one of Fry's co workers. Yes, I know. And Leela, I know, is the captain. Mm hmm. And so the workplace style comedy comes from the fact that a lot of the episodes are based around, you know, antics that happen amongst those coworkers or journeys that they have to go on, including ones where they go back in time. Yeah, or go to other planets. That's right. And some even parody like science fiction things like Star Wars or things like that. Totally. A funny note about that. Religion is really big in Futurama or in the Futurama world. There are a bunch of new religions like Oprahism and Voodoo's really big and Robotology, but the Star Trek fandom is banned. <laughs> That's a banned religion. Interesting. Yes. I know that one of the recurring characters is Captain Zap Brannigan, who's like the rival of the, pa the Planet Express, along with his assistant, Kith. Like, I know Zap Brannigan is is kind of a cocky and arrogant fellow who has a crush on Leela, but Leela doesn't really like him. Right, because he's not a great guy. And then there's also Nibbler, who's an alien who can devour things, whose name is later revealed to be Lord Nibbler. Because he's a lord? I think in a later episode, it's, his true identity is revealed. Wow. Yes, I know. And there's also, I think he's the main villain of the show, who's Carol Miller, better known as Mom who's an old woman who's also the rival of Professor Farnsworth. That's right. She's like the villain in many of some episodes and wants to get her revenge. Yeah. So obviously there's a ton of characters in this show. And I think that's where a ton of the comedy of this show comes from, is just keeping track of these wild characters and all of their personalities. I know, yes. I know like also the Christmas episodes, there's the Santa bot, who's the future version of Santa Claus, but who's an evil robot who's evil rather than friendly. Yeah, evil Santa robot. It's interesting. The Santa robot is like an evil, is not a typical Santa who's friendly, who gives presents. He's a Santa who's evil. Yeah, he, they kind of reverse what you expect from Santa. Or like Calculon, the robot actor, the robot devil, Roberto. Those are some recurring antagonists who appear. And also the Omicronians. Those are all some of the recurring villains who appear in multiple episodes. Yeah. And Omicronians, you'll notice the first part of that is Omicron, like the variant of COVID. Yeah. I know that Futurama has played off, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic a lot. And I saw in the trailer for this new season that just came out on July 24th, they are continuing to play on that. There was a bit about, you know, testing for the disease that spread everywhere involving a q-tip that gets stuck so far up your nose that it bonks your brain <laughs> which i think everyone knows is too real i know other characters like one of them is is morbo who's a green alien who's a news anchor that's right and also uh i also know this show takes place in new york city in the future mm -hmm. they call it new new york do you know where the name futurama comes from ezra no Futurama was the name of a exhibition at the 1939 New York World's Fair. 
So it was the World's Fair, but it was in New York that year. And Norman Bell Goddess designed this exhibition called the Futurama Pavilion, which basically showed how he thought the world would look like in 1959. Interesting, huh? Yeah. The New York World's Fair, I know that Disney was part of in the 1960s. Yep, yep. And so they, they considered a bunch of other names for the show, like Aloha, Mars, Doomsville. But, you know, I think Futurama has such a fun ring to it and is obviously, you know, rooted in this idea of the future that it just stuck. I know that the original series ran from 1999 until 2003. When it was canceled, right? Yes, but it did return with a few direct-to-video movies from 2007 until 2009. Yeah, like the four direct-to-video films were Bender's Big Score, uh, The Beast with a Billion Backs, Bender's Game, and Into the Wild Green Yonder. Gotcha. And so at what point did they decide to bring back the TV show? It was in 2010. Well, like the direct-to-video films acted as the fifth season to the show. So season six came out in 2010. Yes, and and then there was a seventh season season ran from 2010 to 2011, the revival, and then the second revival was from 2012 to 2013, and then it once again got canceled. Right, much to many people's dismay, because I remember Futurama getting even more popular in that time of the second revival. I know that also Futurama wasn't on on Fox, it was instead on Comedy Central when it got revived. Right. And I will say that I read that these episodes for Futurama can take six to nine months to produce. So they're high production, right? They're animation, they're comedy. But animation for a, animation for adults with a lot of mature humor and jokes. Yeah, that's right. And so there's a lot of writing and editing and actor reads that go into the making of this before they even start animating. And so they'll mm. be working on multiple episodes simultaneously, which is part of why it takes a pretty solid network with a lot of money to take on this show for production. I see. Interesting. I see, huh? And also I know about the show, there were some episodes that were similar with what The Simpsons had, like those were called Anthology of Interest which were like the equivalents to this to the annual Treehouse of Horror episodes. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. A quick fun fact about the writing crew for Futurama for this latest series is that they have cumulatively three PhDs, seven master's degree, and over 50 years at Harvard University. Yeah. Yeah, so they're an incredibly educated writer's crew. I know also Futurama even like a year after it got canceled a second time, The Simpsons did have a crossover with Futurama in one episode. Which makes sense. I don't know why they don't do more of that, considering the shows are so related by their creators and also in their, you know, humor and themes. And similar to The Simpsons, they also got their own comics published by Bongo Comics. Oh, fun. Yes. There's also been the video game released, I think, in uh, 2003 based on the game. And then there have been some Futurama game app, like Futurama Worlds of Tomorrow and Futurama Game of Drones. What platforms are those games on? Like for iOS and Android. But there is also Futurama and some of the animation domination crossover games with uh, with other popular mature oriented shows such as King of the Hill, Family Guy, uh, Bob's Burgers, American Dad and others. Right. So Futurama gets kind of lumped into this crew of adult cartoon comedy series. <laughs> Which I find amusing, but not suitable for kids because they wouldn't understand the jokes. 
That's right. Yeah, it's all it's all adult humor. This is not the kind of stuff that you'd want to show to kids. And also that also has occasional nudity. That's what also makes it not suitable for younger kids. Oh, yeah, true. I mean, they're animated bodies, but still. (laughs) All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Futurama, Ezra? It's excited that it was brought back again, but this time for Hulu. And this show that was created by Matt Groening and David X. Cohen. That's right. And David X. Cohen also wrote on The Simpsons, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Futurama, you can watch the new season out on Hulu as of the 24th. We're very excited to see it. And we're going to get on into trivia. We have to answer last episode's question about Barbie. What episode of Barbie also has the same name as an episode of VeggieTales that was made around the same time? And the answer is... The Princess and the Pop Star. Oh, I wonder what the plot of those were. Like, there's a one who's a normal, everyday girl who's a princess, and then there's a pop star. It was like Mark Twain's The Prince and the Popper, but more modernized, and with, with also with a female-led take. Right. Kind of Hannah Montana-esque. Yes. Sweet. So now we've got a question about Futurama. And that is, um, how many times did Futurama reference the other show that that Mac Greening did, The Simpsons, and how many episodes of The Simpsons reference Futurama? If you think you know the answer, be sure to listen into next episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) 